Hello? What's up, girl? Keisha episode. I don't know if we in sequence anymore at this point. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is the election special. The election special. Emergency broadcast. <laughs> For real. So Trump is president. So it seems Trump is president. And it seems like <clears throat> niggas are distraught. Niggas got a lot of anxiety. Niggas is scared. The memes is coming. The slave memes is coming. The slave memes were happening before the election was even. Really? Called. I didn't peep those. I saw so many of those. What was the first few slave? My favorite slave meme is the um, the one where it's like some niggas in a cotton field with the laptop, and. <laughs> oh, looking up YouTube tutorials on how to fake cotton. <laughs> It was funny, but after I posted it, I felt bad. No, you can't post it. I, no, I already did. I already oh, posted no. it. And I automatically was like, damn, that's kind of not funny, that's man. Because it made me realize, I think niggas are really scared. Like, really, really, really genuinely scared about what potentially is going to happen. I don't think everyday niggas are scared. That's why they're making all these jokes. By everyday niggas, who do you mean? Um, folks who are in the non-creative class. People with real jobs. Oh, the blue collar folk. Yeah, not us freelance sometimes working <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, we're worried because yeah. we're already broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have regular jobs. The underclass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the I mean, yeah. No, but it, it seems like the educated Negroes is the most scared. Um, I mean, let black Twitter tell it. It's, it's the end of the world. I mean, the pundits was out. Um, I think <clears throat> the most poignant thing I've seen or what, people have perceived is this guy named Van Jones. Mm-hmm. He said bought, there was a uh, white lash. Yeah, white lash yeah. and all this shit. But, I mean, first things first. I mean, before, way before this election even uh, came down to just Trump for the uh, GOP nominee, we'd been called Trump was going to win the election. we yeah. seen that before any exit poll. We called it. And I don't remember the, re- the initial reason why I knew Trump was going to win, but I just felt that in keeping with the progressive destruction of this country, Trump made the most sense. Oh, yeah, and also, like, white people have gotten, like, pettier. Extremely petty. Like, uh, like, so it makes complete sense. They'd be the first ones to, you know, vote just by it being reactionary. Even just, like, the perception is good enough for them. Right, right. Well, I mean, that's what I've been trying to figure out is is where does this quote-unquote white lash come from? And it's not like niggas are doing any better than they did before Obama. No, it's like not like it's white lives have, have suffered more under Obama. They yeah. actually like got better. They got but way better. Having that black face is just enough. And having yeah. someone whisper in your ear being like, oh, this is all this shit that's happening. Yeah. Forgetting that we just came out of like an economic recession when Obama right. got into power and all of these things. Right. You know, all you see is like a black face to blame and that's good enough. Like, look right now, even with the exit polls with the quote liberal Democrats, they're already even saying that like it's because the blacks did not turn out enough. Whatever. Trying to blame us for the election. How does it? was a white woman and white men across every, every fucking demographic. Gen- yeah. gender Race, college-educated, non-college-educated, rich, poor does not matter. Your cousin wanted Trump. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, you know, besides all of the racial implications and all of that other stuff that I'm sure we'll get into, the most interesting thing was seeing the overwhelming majority of white women, college-educated white women voting for Trump. Yeah. 
that that's like some reverse spook by the door type shit because no one foreseen that because based on all of the polling, all of the research, it was a slam dunk for Hillary. She had everyone from who's that? Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. She had everyone. She had everyone. She had every. The, she didn't win the white woman vote. She the, didn't uh, win the that, white woman that's vote. That's upsetting. Says like, a lot about it. white women though. Yeah. And where their interests Yeah, it lie. does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. That says a whole lot about white women. Oh man. It's interesting. It's very very interesting because. At the end of the day, niggas got to do what niggas got to do, but it seems like there's like an internal fight amongst white people because they seem genuinely surprised that their other white brethren voted for Trump. Whiteness is in crisis. It's in deep crisis right now. And uh, white people aren't checking in on each other right now. I think that's the main problem. They're doing a lot of snitching on each other, which I enjoy because the more white people who kill each other, the less work I have to do. But I digress. Um, I think what I really want to kind of discuss is, you know, earlier, the start of 2016, we had a little session and we tried to project what the year was going to be like. Yeah. And you hit it on the money when you said you saw a lot of chaos in 2016, a lot of fighting, a lot of confusion, a lot of dissension, and this was before any... Before, I mean, this is a pre-Brexit? Yeah, pre... Way, oh, yeah, like, way pre-Brexit, before pre- the, the consistent marches. Before the ref, the, the Syrian refugee crisis yeah, really Aleppo, got to where it was. It was like, before everything popped off. It might have been at the top, top of 2016, you called mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, at this point, we got the chaos god, Trump. He's the chaos god. He's, he's a chaos god. He's... Yeah. The day after the election, just the way how outside looked. Yeah. It was hazy. It was dark. That was like, that was some sci-fi movie shit where they they buzz a hundred million volts of electricity into the building and then like a, a cloud comes up and then the cl- the, the sky changes color. Yo, it, it looked like um when Neo first discovered what the Matrix really looked like. It was, that's, right, that's the same color treatment. <laughs> it looked gray, mad black people was mad somber. It was gray, but like, has like a, was kind of orange as well. Yeah, 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 it had a little bit Which, of like, like. I mean, looking back now, I must be telling. Yeah. Orange, like Trump's yeah, fucking Trump's face. Yeah, Trump's Cheeto color, <laughs> breaking through the Matrix. Right. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, even though I wanted Trump to win, I still, I still didn't anticipate how that, current of energy of people absorbing the fact that Trump, uh, a fucking bigot, a racist, um, the dude admitted to sexually assaulting multiple women. Um, just, just like kind of like the most vile person I could possibly He's think of. He's going to enter his presidency on a rape case. With a 14-year-old With a 13-year-old girl. girl. 13? 13. How is that possible? Like, that's how you know white people don't give a fuck. fuck. And I like that shit. White people don't give a fuck. I they, like they're that saying, shit. we don't have to disavow our people. Why no. should we? But they're like, you need to. Anytime something happens, yeah. you need to. Why, why, isn't, why isn't Al Sharpton saying some shit about black on black? Oh my black God, brand? I haven't heard that nigga in a minute. Al Sharpton hasn't said it. shit. I haven't like, heard that nigga he in a minute. He gonna come out in, in Donald Trump's cabinet real soon. Oh shit. Nah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> it, you think it's gonna coon for the dollars? Well, Ben Carson ben already. Carson. He's already. He's been there. He's Yo, been there. that the you know who's gonna be that little raisin head ass, 
brick built ass. <laughs> the black police, uh, the black like uh, police oh, chief from officer from like St. Louis. Yeah, Milwaukee. It was Mil- yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, Midwestern yeah. states like him yeah, yeah, who yeah. like he Trump had him out speaking from day one being like, yeah. we need to stop police he's violence. A, he's nah, an ace boom coon. He's an yeah, he, he's going to... Uh, he bet he invested in himself. That's what he no, did. No, I mean definitely. He saw above the curve and said, "I'm a coon <laughs> for the dollars, my, baby." My, my nigga cut a jig for that. Yeah, I mean, he did. I mean, it, he's securing generations worth of wealth. Huh? Yeah, I mean, white supremacy right now is the 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 fastest growing stock right now, man. Because I mean, for for the reaction of white people to be so immediate, like I was um, I was telling you, I was at dinner and we was at this restaurant. It was chill. The vibes was really laid back. Um, the lighting was a little dark or whatever. <clears throat> so we sitting down, and there's like a group of black men, about three black men in the back, and they having a jolly good nigga time. Like one of them, they was laughing them kind of laughs that you just wanted to kind of join them and just like enjoy that yeah. laugh with them. Even though they was loud and obnoxious, you just felt the joy. So it's like, go on, nigga, have a good time kind of shit. Then this white couple go sit down and immediately when I looked at them, they looked like they was on like they, they from like a prank show. They didn't look like real Where was human this? beings. Cafe Champion. It's on twenty second and seventh. Twenty second and seventh. Yeah. Like Chelsea shit. So we sitting down, they sit down right next to us and um the woman um she took out her phone and put on the flashlight mad bright to look at the menu of the food. And it, the lighting was mad dark in the restaurant. So this is like someone, it's like if you sleeping at night and somebody has a flash, yeah, oh my gosh, light yeah. over your face. And she's up, I'm like, yo, she really gone. She did it for a good like five, like five, over five minutes. She was like doing it. It was mad bright, mad obnoxious. Then the dude she was with was like, um, he was complaining about the black man in the back. He was like, I forget what he said. He said some shit like, uh, are they allowed to, to talk that loud like in this real obnoxious tone and ah. and then like to get the waiter's attention he put on his flashlight on his iPhone and flashed it at the waiter Ooh. like <laughs> he dead as some shit you would see on Black Mirror or some shit yeah like no joke um even uh, my friends uh Micah Micah right. and like his partner like they were like they live um in Dimas Park okay like, uh, not too far from where, like, I used to live when I was down in the south. <laughs> that sad-ass place. Word. Right? And they're, they're both brown, right? Okay. It's like, yo, we're walking. Yeah, it needs to talk. There we go. Not rocking in the studio. Word. Right? They're, like, just walking down the street. And then, uh, like, some people yelled at me, like, go back to your country. Really? Yeah. Damn. Right? Like, Micah's uh, South African. Okay. And then his partner is um, um, Damn Charmin. Where are you from? <laughs> she brown. Okay. Like like like. She from dark the diaspora. Brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. She, she she brown brown brown. All right. Like, <laughs> right word. And she she a thug too. She cursed out Anthony Weiner in front of his kid oh, like word. a few months ago. Props. Like, yo, right first kid be like, oh, and you're a piece of shit. And like his kid is right. Oh shit. There. So she's gully as fuck. And then like yo, they were taking the Q train up, and then um. People like this one white dude was just like yelling about Trump, being like, "Yeah, this is Trump's America now. This isn't wow. that." So people are thinking that New York is this bastion for progressiveness. Nah, 
fuck out of here. You know how many times I've been called a nigger and a monkey in New York City? Yeah, I've never, I've never been called a, a nigger or a monkey in New York. Wow, good for you. Well, I've never heard it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm that's sure. it. Yeah, yeah, no, I never heard it. But that's, I mean, it's it's intense. You know, I thought it was going to be something that was going to be exaggerated. Because um, I tend not to believe people on Twitter are always talking about something. Yeah, I mean, right now it's like the, the adrenaline rush, yeah, right? So this, yeah. so this is going to die down and it's going to come back up into full swing, like, come January. Why come yeah. January? Because oh, that's when, when actual, like, inauguration, you yeah, know, that's yeah. when, like, people are going to become, like, feisty against, like, by Thanksgiving people are going to calm down. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to, like, chill yeah. out a second. I don't know. I mean, they're gonna calm down or like get even more amped up because they're around their families. I, they're I gonna think, have to like have that awkward white conversation or not have it at all. Not, I mean, which is what white people do: ignore, uh, ignore, avoid, <laughs> ignore and avoid. I think if there's one thing we have to take from this uh, election is to expect the unexpected. Because even though we knew Trump was gonna win, we ain't really think it would he would win like that. And the way that he won. So I the electoral think, college, that's the shit that gagged me. I'm just like, yeah. Hillary pissed somebody off because yeah, yeah, Hillary yeah. won the popular vote. So did Gore. So did Gore. Yeah. Right, but someone was just like, nah, Bush, you really need to be this. But like for Trump to be that person, they're like, nah, we actually need to like get you in. I think it's a coup because I think Trump represents a kind of ideology and a kind of agenda that is hyper, hyper capitalistic. It, it goes beyond just regular GOP politics, like... Trump, his cabinet might have people like Giuliani, Chris Christie, um, Ben Carson, um, uh, Roger Ailes, who used to be the CEO of Fox, who has five rape cases or some shit. His cabinet is made out of the most vile white men in America. And it's like white men in America who have always felt... extremely powerful yes. and believed that the best way for them to affect things is through business. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's the only reason why they've all build, been building capital like this, to be able to have power and of influence. Course. And now they have their main nigga in the White House. Damn. Fuck you mean. That's like when Jay-Z was the president <laughs> of Def Jam or some shit. Like, capitalism is, is a theology to these people. And I think that, I mean, I actually read the first 100 days of Trump. Like what his plan is. I ain't gonna lie. Like the first ten was I was on point. Uh, like seven out of the first ten were like actually, like pretty logical sound things initiatives. Like one of them was um, to introduce a law um, restricting the limit of how much time someone can be can serve time in office as a senator or a representative, which is great. So it would eliminate these career politicians, all that shit. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the trade agreements. Fam, like that's when you have to realize that Trump is has made his billions off of debt, right? He doesn't create revenue generating assets. He he leverages debt. He's selling debt, and someone like him with a country that has as much debt as we have, which I mean, it's got to be in the tri- it's definitely in the trillions. Um, and our biggest debtor is um, China. 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 And China also has a big personal debt with Donald Trump. So I don't know when was the last president that had that much of a personal stake in his own personal business that the kind of potential deals that he's going to be cutting will be like African level self-serving. You know how like Nigeria, like 
or some of these oil rich West African countries, you know, um, a lot of the the resources in the country are owned by a few families or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they cut <laughs> deals specifically that benefit them and they say fuck, you know, fuck the rest. Else, you know, the course. classic neo colonial yeah. relationships. This might be the first coup in the sense of Trump cutting deals for his people and that's directly. It. Yeah, directly. And I think that, I mean, this nigga ain't going to bring no jobs back. I don't know what these people in Pennsylvania think. <laughs> Their yeah. jobs done got, got like, sourced to a bot or somebody. In, exactly. Like, it was like, you really think <clears throat> manufacturing on the scale that was no. can come back to the United States? Never. Are you, fu- minimum it, wage is how much? It's like. Seven thirty-five, and and that's in New York. You know how many places where minimum wage is five dollars? Five fifty. Five dollars a motherfucking fifty cents. No, it's not Come happening. On now. It's not happening. They lucky if they get an American Apparel factory or some shit like that. And that's not gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. We they got the one left. <laughs> see, that's what I'm also interested to see is um, how's he gonna respond? Cause he's coming wait, into wait, the wait, house with also, a with a mandate. Like he has to, he has to deliver. Some of what he said, he can't completely. He removed go the it. the Muslim registration he did. I thing peeped that. from his website. I peeped that, so he's already starting. <laughs> but what, all the stuff he said about Mexico, indicting Hillary Clinton, or launching a special investigation on Hillary Clinton, all this stuff, he's gonna have to deliver on something because this this base of his has already been worked up, and I don't think their allegiance is to Trump um, exclusively. I think it's it's an allegiance to an ideology that anybody now can adopt and take on. So mm-hmm. if he doesn't deliver, they'll go to the next fucking person talking that shit. So he's gonna have to show and prove something, and I that's mean, when it's gonna happen. He doesn't have to deliver. He's he like he didn't become a fucking president to honor his word and serve the people. That nigga came through to make no, money. No, hundred percent. And within and the four will. years, he could make his money, whether or not the people he, who he fired up are with him. You know, like it really makes no, no sure. difference. But it makes no damn difference. This regime, like every regime, wants to have two terms minimum. So they're going to have to figure out how to navigate this shit. That's what I'm going to be interested to see. I don't think Trump wants two terms. Uh, I don't. I don't think he. he I don't think he wants term. a month. He, he didn't want this one. This nigga. I saw pictures of his face when he found out he won. This nigga, he looked. Yo. He was already over it. He was done with it. When he, you saw him when he was in the White House, I, I, the look in his face, like, I've had that look so yeah, many times. Exactly. When you lie on your resume, that's, <laughs> no. that's that, oh, shit, I lie so on my resume. So that you're an expert in Excel. I'm like, yeah, in InDesign, My sure. nigga, it's safe, right. Yeah, 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 sure. I'm proficient in Excel. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, what, actually. What, where's the cells? What's a column? <laughs> yeah, what's a column? <laughs> Format what? What formula? No, I don't know that. Uh, you mean Google Spreadsheets? Yeah, I use that. Yeah, put the first name, last name. Now, Trump... Trump is Trump, but Trump gone Trump. No, Trump gone Trump. Trump. Like Trump whatever, Trump. we can leave that shit alone. Cause I'm tired of the uh, the sh- the fear that that people are just sharing, like, man. And also that's the thing because we don't know anything about his policy. He's the first president yeah. entering that I can remember since I was born, where I know nothing of what this motherfucker plans Absolutely to do, nothing. other than. Beat ISIS. How? Just blow them up. Don't know. Blow them up. Gonna build a wall. How? Don't know. I love it. Gonna microchip Muslims. How? I love it. Don't know. 
like cause we don't know anything about Trump so like all the fact that he even got elected like all of your spear your fears just spiral out and you project onto him and that's yeah. what white people were doing white people were project were projecting onto Trump yeah and now in turn we're projecting our fears onto Trump right Right, and we're projecting it back to us, which exactly. I Exactly. Like, he's I a fucking blank template, because it's like, what the fuck is he going to do? You don't know. Right. You but, don't know. But we are expecting the absolute worst, and I'm just like, we cannot be putting out this much. Fear. It's just too much. Like, I had to delete Twitter today, because I'm like, I can't. I can't. Facebook is worse. Facebook, Facebook is so much worse. Yeah, Facebook is just as bad, but Twitter is, is more, like, constant. Like, yeah. So constant. Like, it's... At Facebook, at least I'll see like a, a cat meme or something. Twitter is just statistic, story, op-ed, video. I'm just, I can't do it. It's just too much. I can't absorb. Like, I, I went to sleep with Clinton ahead by two or three points. And I woke up like five o'clock in the morning to text messages saying Trump won with screenshots of the final tally. And I felt like I was drunk, like I had a hangover or something like that. Like I felt the collective stress and anxiety mm-hmm. of, of people mm-hmm. I didn't even I don't even know. I just felt like, oh man, I feel sore. I felt I felt fucked up. Yep. And and as soon as I went online I felt the collective shock. It was just like a, it was like nine eleven. It was just more of a psychological nine eleven and people just were not anticipating Wait, 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 hot take. Yeah. Boom. Nine eleven. <laughs> Eleven nine. Yo, that was the that was the whole take of the day. George boy. Bush, do your thing. Do your thing. Do you your di- thing. Like, what, do your dance. Do your dance. You know what I mean? Trump Towers is high enough. Come through, baby. Yo, tr- yo, I have this crazy theory. I was high the other day. It was a Were you? Ago. Yeah, it was, it was high. <laughs> and I realized, like, yo, Trump is really Biff Tannen from Back to the Future Part Two. Biff Tannen. Never seen it. Yo, Biff. So Biff Tannen. Biff Tannen is this like bully in uh, Back to the Future. And um, he bullies, um, um, uh, what's what's Michael J. Fox's character? Um, Michael J. Fox. I forget his character's name. Um, Whatever. Is his name not Future? (laughs) (laughs) What is it like? Willie McCoy or some shit? Back to Future. Back to Future, nigga. Back to Future. (laughs) You're just going to call him Future. Future. So he bullies Future or whatever. And... You know, the nigga goes to the future or whatever, and he snatches up, like, an almanac that has, like, the, like, everything that's happened. You know, like an almanac. Mm. And he brings it back to the past. And then, um, so Biff Tannen somehow gets this almanac, and then now that he has this almanac of what everything's going to happen in the he's future. He's just making bank. He's just betting on everything because he knows what's going to happen. So, in the future, he becomes, like, the richest, most powerful person in the world, and he so happens to be... A mogul in uh, real estate and casinos. He's big, he's he's a rip off of Donald Trump, um, and the the whole town. He runs the whole town, and he's just like an evil villain dude. Like the town is all corrupted. There's mad crime. There's crackheads everywhere. Prostitution. Everything is like dystopian or does, whatever. Does this fictional character? <laughs> He has him like blend his foundation like Trump too, Li- right? I swear to God. I bet you see. I'm exactly. not even joking. I'm not even joking. And when I'm thinking about him, I'm just like, yo, it's like we went through like some wild wormhole where uh, an actual yeah, I was telling you this. Were we not? We were having this motherfucking <laughs> conversation. We're just like. <laughs> Trump was not supposed to happen. Yeah. Trump was not supposed to happen. No. 
No. I don't know how we can go from. <clears throat> oh, that horn was mad loud. I don't know how we could go from everybody laughing, but the media consuming it, obviously, because they're like, this is bank to be made, to then him being like a legitimate character when we have people on the Republican ticket, like, thank you. Um, fucking Jeb Bush. <laughs> we had Jeb Ted Bush. Cruz, Jeb Bush. Mark Rubio. Mark Rubio. Like, all of them. Like, actual... Rand Paul. P- career politicians career. with really big backings behind them. <clears throat> that whilst evil... The Koch brothers were backing, like, everyone. Yeah. When the Koch brothers said that... The fact that the Koch, the, the Koch brothers... Uh, Koch or Coke? Which of I think Coke. it's a Coke. Coke, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I heard Koch. I, I said Koch. It's Coke. It's Coke. You know, I'm thinking of like Mira Koch. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'm thinking of Koch Records with Jim Jones used to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, the real man. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that even he, like he was, they were like, oh, you know, we don't fuck with Trump. We would like back, we would sooner back Hillary. Right, right. Yeah, I remember that. You know, like the like all these people were coming out and saying this when they had that meeting on Sea Island. Where it was like the Koch brothers and like billionaires all over the the world and uh, right. you know and like pol- career politicians like having this meeting, you know, being like, "Yo, we need to get Trump out of the paint," and Trump is very much in the paint. Yeah, I don't believe He's shooting forty for, for 40. one. White people have it all together, so I think they they sloppy as fuck right now. They, they don't are, know what the fuck they're they doing, and I heard someone try to give a rationale for everything. Oh no, they. They wanted us to believe Trump. I'm like, nigga, I ain't got time to be thinking white people that smart. They stupid. And this shit is mad sloppy. And in this kind of fighting, there's competing agendas, like, clearly. And I think it's an opportunity for niggas to come through. I think right now, Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any more evidence or proof that black people need to know what kind of world what kind of system that they're in and how much we need to rely on each other and look to each other for our own transcendence at this point because i'm tired of the struggle narrative i'm tired of the hustle narrative i'm tired of the slave narrative and we spoke about this in the last episode when we were speaking about birth of a nation was like we need to start to understand what does victory look like for us because we don't we only know what struggle and hustle and fighting looks like right. Look at all the the biggest <clears throat> movies with the black people. It's uh, Precious, which is a psychological classic, a psychological <laughs> abuse film. Classic. That that entire thing is a trigger warning. Where it's just like the we're gonna thing. get this big black woman and give her AIDS, and her father is going to Wait, rape she had her. AIDS? Yes. From who? Her dad. Her dad. We're, we're gonna give her AIDS. Her father's going oh. to rape her, and like, and like have the kids, and her mother's gonna throw a TV at her, and then blame her for stealing her man. And, and her then, mother was raping her too. Exactly. Oh my god. Oh. But you know what? She moves into a, a homeless shelter, and she's like, "I'm gonna get my GED." Isn't that <laughs> inspirational? What? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> what? Yo. And wasn't a child like um, she had some kind of. Uh, her like son didn't have issue? HIV though. No. Yeah, that's the only thing. Oh, and I remember like the, the, uh, her mom dropped her fucking baby that was like ten yeah. days old. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. That's what. That's all we know how to project. We 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 keep recycling. We know that. These we know birth of a nation. We know the help. The maid. Um, Gone with the wind. Jesus Christ. Monsters ball. Oh my God. 
That's all we know. That's all we 12 know. Twelve years a slave. <laughs> oh shit. Is what's what's? I do like the Negro holiday movies. I'm sorry, I love them. They That's, make me happy. Oh, also, <laughs> Tyler Perry. If this ever gets into your hand, I'm so down to act for you. I'm such a fan of your work. You're great. Yeah, you're amazing. Your business acumen come is, through is ridiculous. Get behind Keisha. Put up that bag. I could wear like you know hundreds of pots of prosthetics too. I'm cool with that. <laughs> you know, I'm real. You know, but I am merely clay for you to mold. We we definitely need, we definitely need some kind of reference for the future. Like we need to know what the future looks like for us because we're just. I feel like we're on a treadmill and we're but not. But that's going why anywhere. people were so shooken with the with the Star Wars trailer. I was just like the levels. Of- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wait, I didn't see the Star Wars trailer. Wait, hold on, give me a second. Word. Why are you hogging that shit though? Wine provided by mm-hmm. Bota. Um, yeah, with the Star Wars trailer, that's why people were so mad because, like, at the end of the trailer, like, um, the. I don't know shit about Star Wars. I mean, like, it's, yeah, yeah I'm kind of the like, dude who like would be Luke Cage in this like different. You said Luke. Cage. <laughs> 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 Skywalker. Luke, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh shit! Shout out to Luke Cage in Mortal Kombat. That was a nice uh, one. I like that one. Oh wow! Boy. As I said before, but you know that's why like people were so mad because like um the person would be like uh, the who would be like the Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Remember now was like a nigga. What? Yes. Who's playing that? Um. The Boyega. Joke? Oh, the oh, the, yeah. oh, the yellow. Yeah. Oh no 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 the guy no, from Selma. Boyega. Boyega. Yeah, Boyega. Boyega. He's playing Luke yeah, like, Anakin Skywalker. He, he's, like he's an Anakin Skywalker oh, like shit. offshoot. You know like that's why everyone was. Oh people, that's why with the people, toys and shit. People right, were right, right. people were so mad like what? Right. Oh that's right. Why that's is right, the, that's right, that's right. The, he he's not black. He can't be black. It's like you're telling me a fictional character can't be black. And like, that's like, that's here's like funny. a nigga in the future and like white people were like, Can't take freaking it. out. Like, Cannot no, we already know that you're supposed to stop here. Yeah. Why are you coming to the future where this is our territory? Exactly. It's you know, like even the imagination of the future they already own. Yeah. Yeah. And black they, people need real estate in that. We, de- we don't. I mean, we definitely, definitely, definitely don't. I can't even think of one film that puts us in the future that's not dystopian like if we're in the future it's already fucked up like there's no future for us where it's fucking like, transcendent yeah, yeah 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 we need that we need we need side we need to create a, a whole new genre of just victory films because i'm t- i mean even when the haitian revolution film comes out which i think is still very 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 important for cultural purposes to show how we not just haitians but like we did that we still we still need a contemporary reference for the future and victory like mm-hmm. we need that and because what i'm seeing now is just like this focus on just the present and the present seems to be owned by them in a sense exactly. of like this war for real estate of content in your mind and it's ironic that you know Trump is a real estate magnet because because he literally he has like, real estate and everybody's he like he won the real estate war Mentally, very Definitely. easily, because anything he or his team did was news to the to the point where it's like uh, it's like shock therapy, right? You know, just like if you can't if you keep being shocked by at the same voltage, 
you it, that becomes zero for you. You know, like you're not gonna feel it as like actual pain because you've gotten so used to it. Mm-hmm. So they like slowly turn it up like each and every time to the point where he could make statements like I moved on her like a bitch. I'm gonna grab her by the pussy, and that doesn't make a difference nope. because you've already heard all this yeah. outlandish shit to the point where it's collapsed in your brain. You don't even know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. But you're so used to him be like, oh, that's just Trump. Yeah. Becomes accepted behavior that quickly. Yeah. Because he's just constantly in the news. Yeah. And like everything that about him has just been warped to, to the point where he is already his own mythological figure. He's oh, his yeah, own demigod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely he's definitely reached the Mount Olympus of demigods in this country. And I don't think there's ever been a time where niggas are in a position to really own our own like mental real estate. Because our ability to make ideas go viral is like this is unprecedented in mm-hmm. history. Like, we can share a sentiment amongst the entire diaspora and and exactly we're so used to white people stealing the ideas and yeah like putting yeah a yeah on it. yeah we don't even we don't know who makes the memes that we share billions of times a day. We have no fucking idea and there's no metric or any data system that can tell anyone how many. <coughs> of what meme has been shared amongst black people. But we know, like intuitively, like, yo, we're spreading ideas, we're spreading emotions, feelings, sentiments, reactions, opinions, solutions, problems, so fast. But if we can, I mean, for me, I I felt like Trump winning really solidified my purpose as an artist and designer, which is to imagine the future for niggas. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I don't even want to focus on anything else unless if, if... it's pushing an agenda of black people in the future. Because for James Cameron to be asked on camera, why are all the characters in your movie blue? Because he said they're black. Like, but what happens in Avatar? Some white dude sneaks in. And fucked it up. <laughs> and fucked it up. And fucked it up. And fucked it up. And yo, I remember watching that in the theaters too. And like, when it happened, like, yeah. everyone be like, don't yeah. let him in. Yeah. <laughs> don't let him in. We knows what happens. She let don't him in. Let, don't she let, let him in. in. She let oh, him in. Oh, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's, but again, that's because someone else is writing our future. Exactly. Same with um District 9. You yeah. know, yeah. where we're just like. Why couldn't they all go? Why wouldn't they all go? Why would they want to stay in Africa eating tuna fish? No, eating eat fucking cat food. Cat food, cat food, not even tuna fish. <laughs> that shit look kind of good in the movie. The, 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 fucking, prawns. <laughs> the fucking prawns. <laughs> the fucking prawns. The fucking prawns. That shit was wild. That shit was kind of funny. No, this ring that was hilarious. Though. That shit was lit. Yo, when though. they had the Ni- the Nigerians, the yeah. way how they talked about Nigerians was so foul. They're like, yeah. and, the, and of course the Nigerians came in with the scams. And I'm right, like, right. oh! <laughs> they had the scams early in that shit. That oh was, my god, that was kind of low key. Like, they were they were buying weapons that they could not even use just to have them. I'm just like, that's all hustle. You gotta respect it. That was low key pretty accurate. But you know what movie I hope is, I think I think if there was one movie from last year that I would love to reinterpret for niggas is uh, Interstellar. Oh, man, I cried. I cried. Definitely cried. I cried. 100% cried. I 100% oh, cried when I, when I... Oh, Jesus Christ, that movie. If y'all ain't seen that, y'all need to watch Inception and Interstellar. Those are required films for like anybody trying to really understand metaphysical or quantum physics on a practical level. Because movies, movies really... 
kind of like accelerate our consciousness collectively in a way. Exactly the same way how with sci-fi novels back in the right. day, like now yeah. it is. Yeah, movies. like the future we're in, the present that we're in now is the future that we imagined years ago. Yeah. And I mean... People I like Isaac Asimov, yeah. you know, George Orwell, of course. Octavia Butler, you know. They need to be making her books into movies ASAP. That needs to be done ASAP. I don't know who got the bread for it, but somebody be, need to be making them films. Shout out to Sophia Stewart, who created The Matrix and The Terminator. I don't care what nobody say, I believe her. Black woman. <laughs> They stole her ideas. She she apparently got like three billion from the federal government. I don't know, but three with a B. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know, but I, I it's one of them legends I like to fuck with. With a B. With a B, she got three billion. I don't know. You know, I think she had wrote a book called The Third Eye, and it was stolen, and that's when they made the Terminator and the Matrix off of it. She said the original version, the main uh, the Neo character was a, obviously like a black man. And it was she. She. I think she said she approached Will Smith or something like that to play the role. I'm not. I'm not even really sure. But these are one of the first like early Negro. Um, oh yeah. Hashtag uh, Black Urban Legends. Oh man. Uh, Should we get into Black Urban yo. Legends real quick? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which one is one of the MJ three? <laughs> Shout out to Doctor Phil Valentine. All right. Wait. Hold up. Yo, he dropped that one. Are y'all? Are y'all ready? This is one of my favorites. Yo, turn your headphones up. <laughs> no, for real though, turn your headphones up. I don't know if y'all know about the legend that is MJ three. <laughs> to prove, yeah, I heard MJ three about the MJ three shit when I was a kid in Jamaica. Oh shit! <laughs> Are you for real? Yes. Damn. It was um, shit. Richie, yes. <laughs> oh, my. shout out to Richie. Um, used to live uh, behind us. Used to he was like a engineering oh, weird weird as hell high his color. Used to see aliens drop in. Yeah, in the backyard. His, yeah, his dog, Richie's dad like back in Jamaica like they used to see aliens. They were like that weird family. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> they were that weird family <laughs> in Jamaica. Rasta, yes. Who, I swear, this Rasta you to, sorry, grown man, who I swear to God, looks like the fucking predator. Oh, shit, word. Who's He's, a black man? Who's played by a black man? That's a little fun uh, note. No, right nugget. There. You know, <laughs> a little, little nugget. nugget information. I heard about MJ3 first from Richie. Shout out to Richie. He, like, his his dad used, him and his family used to see aliens and shit like that. That's how you know they were legit. But MJ3. You gotta, you gotta tell the MJ3 story. Okay, now I have to get all the Okay, yeah. so Michael Jordan, right? <laughs> Stay with me shit. now. I love this shit. Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, and um, Magic Johnson, wow. right? MJ3, their initials. They're about to create this mega conglomeration that consists of sports, media, and like just entertainment in general. Sports, media, music, entertainment. You know, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like, you know, this was, like, Michael Jackson coming up. It's around, like, what, 90... This is the peak of all of their careers. Right. So this is 90, the peak. 93? This is before Magic Johnson had HIV. Before Magic Johnson, like, came out with HIV. When, um, before... There were no allegations on Mag uh, Michael. There were no allegations with, with Michael Jackson. And then this is before Michael Jordan retired. Yeah, like, before his pops was killed. Exactly. 
So they were they were they were doing this whole huge plan to create this conglomeration, black-owned business uh, that spans uh, their respective careers uh, of sports and music, media, and entertainment to do MJ3 and just take over the means of production in that way. You know, these are the highest-paid entertainments uh, entertainers of that era. Mm-hmm. They're about to form up, right? Come together like Voltron, and then what happened? Within a span of like two years, all of these incidents too. Yeah, it's a crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan's father is shot in his car. Michael Jordan's dad has like a, uh, his son's trophies and shit like that. The people didn't even steal that shit. Right, they didn't not, take anything. They didn't take anything. They didn't take any money. They had Michael Jordan's MVP trophies. In that car, they not even steal that shit. They just come, bloop, killed him, mm-hmm. killed his pops, which forces, which like forces him into retirement. I don't know where Magic Johnson comes from. Just like, I'm HIV positive, <laughs> and at that time too, like during yeah. the AIDS epidemic, yeah, yeah, and yeah. for a nigga, a basketball nigga, to come up, just like I have HIV. Just Only like, one, yeah, like, yeah, right. That's number two, and then. What happens? The first allegations of Michael Jackson's uh, um, pedophilia charges begins out of nowhere, yeah. all in the span of like a year. Yeah, all of them started coming. All of them. It was like month after month after month. Yep. Damn, that shit was like every other month, a new kid. That shit really was like killing my heart at the time. I was like, damn, Mike, I thought you really just like kids. <laughs> And that's, they really destroyed, they really attempted to destroy uh, Mike's image mm-hmm. and, and like his value to our culture, to humanity, like with all those allegations, man. That, that, that was crazy. I, I found out about that legend in, while I was in New York when I was um, going to lectures of Dr. Phil Valentine and Bobby Hammond and those dudes. That's when I first came across it. I would say my favorite legend is the legend that I heard when I went to a um, a seer, uh, a seer. His name is a seer Ducatiers. He's on YouTube. He's a legend in the uh, black metaphysical community. He's like he's really like a legend. Like this dude is like, and one of the most peace dudes I've ever met in my life. So I went to a lecture of his. I went with um, a couple of friends of mine when uh, I was an alien. It was like Quan, Nikki. <coughs> and uh, another friend of ours, Dorjan. So we went to the lecture. He was running a little late, came to the lecture, like maybe 10, 15 minutes late. First thing he says, he said, yo, my bad. If, you know, the fact that I was late, it's free for everybody. Just whatever you want to pay, you can pay. At that, I was like, this nigga is like the real dude, right? So boom. So he's giving his lecture. He was, he touched on a range of topics, but there was two things that he said that will forever, ever, ever stick with me forever while I'm still on this planet. One of them was um, he said that uh, a group of scientists in India actually was doing these really extensive like biochemical neurological s- studies on the third eye. And what they found was something to the extent that if black people were to feel threatened they would collectively feel an existential threat like as if let's say Trump came on the news and was just like we're gonna kill all niggas that stress that pressure collectively felt by black people would like 
like trigger some X-Men transformation and niggas <laughs> and we'd all turn into Super Saiyans and shit. Yo, I started crying when this nigga said that shit. Everybody was just like bawling because we, we just felt that. I'm like, yeah, I think so. I think if everybody felt like, yo, well, we have nothing to lose but we have everything. You know what I mean? Yo, whoa, 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 whoa. I love that you said we have nothing to lose. That's what Trump, Trump, Trump said. said. Exactly. That's, yo, that's what Trump said. Exactly. He's like, yo, black people, what do you have to lose? That's some Curb Your Enthusiasm shit right oh there. Oh, my God. <laughs> that shit was sad because he, he ain't even half wrong. He's, that's, that's the, the sad part. part. That's I, the worst part. It's true. It's like, like, what do you have to lose? And seriously. It's like, God damn. Seriously. Not much, my nigga. Not much, my nigga. TBH. Niggas didn't want to fuck. Exactly. Niggas didn't want to be honest, but. They, I'm, I'm not going to support him because you, of that. But it's like, damn. You got to TBH that. A, a broken clock is right twice a twice day. A day. Twice right. a day. Twice a day. And the, the second thing he said was um, the infamous, the, inf- the much infamous Nibiru. So, <laughs> to any nigga who don't know damn. what Nibiru is. You still got faith? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every morning. Nibiru was this, uh, there's this theory. The, the, the planet X. Planet X. Planet X. Planet X. Which also, shout out to Venus X for naming her shop Planet X. I don't know if that's, that's why. Yeah, that's a But fact. like, that that's was the fact. first thing I thought. That's I was just like, word. Yo, shout out to Venus too for letting us hold hold uh, Planet X down to uh, get those donations. For Keisha, Keisha, for Haiti. Keisha for Haiti. Donations came through. Thank you for everyone who has donated. Yeah. I actually met the person who uh, took the donations directly to a community that he came from in Haiti. So I personally know where these things are going and the people are like immensely grateful and there's going to be more updates on what we plan to do for Haiti and the rest of the Caribbean because just because it's not in the news right. does not mean it's fixed and unless we all do right by Haiti nothing good suffer. can come from the earth you can't curse your ancestors and expect to get a gift you know what I'm saying you're going to get a blood clot box <laughs> and this is the box Trump right exactly okay? the ancestors exactly. said Trump was like you niggas ain't right. doing shit right. right now they ain't want to make it easy for you and I concur. But um, so he started talking about Planet X or Nibiru. And Nibiru is this planet that's like a sun. It's, a, it's, it's considered a second sun to our Earth sun. And it's kind of like hiding behind our Earth sun. And it's, a, and, it, and it's a sun, but it's a planet that like niggas inhabit or whatever. And this second sun is supposed to come back into our solar system and... I don't know, niggas about to get on the soul train and go on that shit and go right, on. We was about to electric boogie right, woogie right, woogie. Right, right. We about to electric slide on that motherfucker. So he's talking about it and most people in the in the lecture spot have heard about it, read about it, studied it, whatever. So he ends his whole two hour lecture on Nibiru. And then he shows, because he had a slide uh, slide projector, like the old school joints from like sixth grade or whatever. Like you heard the clinker? Yes. He had one of those. And he showed a picture of like in Brooklyn of the sun, but you can see like another, I, I mean, another sun behind it or whatever. And he just started crying because to him and to everyone in that room, that, that was a representation of home for niggas, like a transcendent space that didn't exist under the tyranny of like white oppression. It was like real, real, real transcendence. I was one of them people. I don't think there was anybody who wasn't crying because everybody at that moment felt like, damn, even if this shit ain't true, I want it to be true. Because it's like, even if we win and we struggle, we fight, 
here in America to get whatever, it's just like, it's going to be more fighting. It's going to be more and more and more. And at that point, niggas just had this collective exhale of like, yo, I want to transcend this earthly human bullshit. I just want to... That was uh, around 20, like, like uh, 2012. No, yeah, 2011. This is pre-2012. This, is, this was like, I, I, wait, I came wait, wait. 2010. Right, so I'm like, and then I feel like uh, stuff with the Mayan prophecy of... You know, like, the oh, best shit. Gossip, the best you gossip know, I ever heard in my life. About, like, the world ending. Like, that's when people were, like, actually, like, talking about that more and more. And that's why right. I kept hearing it's like, yo, but, you know, we, we out of here. And <laughs> I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, oh, my, I'm, like, I, I'm like, I get a heads off. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I thought like, it was so cool to know that. I was like, I, e- like even I get a heads up. I was like, oh, shit. Exactly. I was, I'm, like, I'm like laughing at everybody, but it's like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stunt. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm like spending money. I'm just like, I don't care. I can be broke. Yes, because I'm, I'm gone. I was really, I don't think there was one person I knew that was close to me that wasn't living life like, nigga, I'm out of here in two years, nigga. I ain't worried about shit. And goddamn, if December 21st, 2012 didn't come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and niggas was still late on their phone bill, like, yo. It's like, it like, oh, wow, maybe I shouldn't have taken out that much money in yo, student loans. Son. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, it's all good though, cause I feel like there's gonna be some kind of like metaphorical Nibiru that niggas are gonna create through. I really think, I really think, as cliche as it sounds, like what you think, music and art and just anything that connects niggas together is gonna be so important. No, it's. I mean, like for so example, important. yo, if you play, we gonna be all right. Yeah, anywhere. Oh my god, everyone drops their drinks and run. Yeah, Cause you yeah. wanna be like in the crowd, like crowd like yeah, like swag yeah. server with everyone you be like, be, yeah. we gonna be all, like right, that yeah. shit. That would also March Madness. That will fuck <laughs> yo. We gonna be alright yeah, March Madness. You need you need both sides of that coin. Like mm-hmm. you need like a niggerdom, which is future. Yeah. Not to be confused from future from back to the future, future. too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> I was being confused with that future, but uh, future the rap artist. <laughs> yeah. March Madness is up you know there. March Madness. That's a that's a that's a that's a good black song. That's a good black ass song right there. That's a you black know a black ass, ass song. song I hear at the apocalypse when niggas go home is Roy Ayers. Everybody loves the sunshine. Sunshine. Oh y'all, yeah. That song. Like when when we're done. Done done. When we're done, that's done, done. that's like what plays. Like oh, when we're done, God. that's what plays. Without I, I, a doubt. I really think the seventies was like. I have this theory that every dimension is a different different decade, different breed of nigga. Every decade because, is a different dimension of nigga. Yeah, because if you look at how black people look in the seventies oh, to God. the sixties to the eighties to the nineties to two thousands, so yeah, how are black people? How are black Americans? That fucking tall back in the seventies and long. Y'all were long, Even skinny. Even if they were short, they was long. Y'all were hand l- l- just long down, yeah. like very elongated bodies. Uh, I cannot look an ass nigga. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I'm That's so how jealous. you could get away with those high ass pants. Yeah, so. yeah, and look fucking and still look fly. Black. And the slang was fire. You ooh, jive turkey. Like ooh, <laughs> that's that's sexy as shit. Sexy as shit. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. And I mean, the t- what? What are we? We're about to enter the second decade of the twenty twenties coming up. Ain't that a bitch? Perfect vision. Ooh, you heard? I don't know. I don't know. I have hope Damn. for this. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty as as pessimistic as I am about humanity. I'm pretty hopeful. I have. For I'm. I'm so hopeful for Black people. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, things like for other people. I don't know. I don't live your lives, but 
just so you know, like marginalized, marginalized folks, I got you. All my Muslim brothers and sisters, oh, got you. La- La- Latinos, I mean, as long as you're y'all ain't on that like white bullshit, which I know a lot of you are, but like. If you're a Latino who's like claiming your your niggerdom, yeah, I got Shout you. Shout out to Princess Nokia. She's one of my favorite artists, and she's she's absolutely like amazing. She's amazing. She's what MIA, MIA used to be to me. Mm. Like, she's so important. Like, she just dropped a video. I don't know if it's called Yemenya, but there's some Yemenya ritual in it. Yeah, she's she's she's, she's a definite goddess, like for sure. But the rest of you Dominican niggas, man, y'all sus as hell. I, I know black puppy. Yeah. No, no, not me. I, I know black. Negrito. No, 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 no. No, no. no it's you, not me. You, Negrito. Yo. Hey, I'm, I'm, look at me. You, no. The, you, no. And y'all niggas is mad corny, low-key. I'll be seeing y'all at the barbershop with the, the crazy eyebrows, the double tapes. Y'all kind of weird, man. And, and y'all be saying nigga way more than any nigga actually does. Yeah. Y'all got to start claiming that shit or y'all getting lined up, some Trump supporters. I'm separating people from... There's only two types of people. Either you you, you a Planet X nigga or you a Trump supporter. That's it. I'm not, I don't even have time to figure out your your situation. Either you a Trump supporter or you on Nibiru. That's it. That's all I care about. That's, all, that's where we're at now. I got to make life easy. But you know, so I'm, I'm hopeful for black people, Muslims, like... Uh, Afro Latinos. Uh, I mean, it's like if you want to subscribe to whiteness, you can. Just make sure you're calling the right number. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You better hope that shit don't go to voicemail one day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Cause we don't pay our phone bills. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Fuck you, mean. Oh yeah. my god. We all gotta finesse. You yeah, know what I mean? Like... We all gotta finesse. You know what I mean? And we don't even need to go into detail about that, but. Nah, man. Like you do what you gotta do, but always know where what a crib is, man. This it's. I actually think as as crazy as this may sound, I think there's gonna be less Uncle Toms for some reason. I think so. I don't know why I think that. It seems pretty uh, counterintuitive. No, because no, 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 because no. I. He was I into intermediary. Yeah, huh? that's what like, I, I thought. I thought about like some people who I would consider Uncle Toms. I wouldn't say they're cooning for the dollar. Who, who, who you think about? I don't have time to like edit like names out right now. <laughs> TBH. Can we bleep it? You want me to go and post to like bleep shit? I, I still not gonna, do it. I'm still not gonna say don't it. Do Come it. on. We I, can't bleep it out? After y'all let me make a fool of myself. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't let like, you. Do. I know, right? <laughs> no. Nah. Do that after I start getting money, please. Don't do that shit now. But yeah, there's some people I will. I, maybe Uncle Tom is not the right. I think the the vision and the prototype of uh, of Uncle Tom is like changing. Like it's not just as easy as like the one black kid in a white space who's wearing polos and it's okay with like his friends saying nigger because he wants to like seem cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like these are still like black people like ourselves who believe they're well intentioned. But they just want to toe the line. Right. Right. Progress. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't that. It's like the same people who are like sharing shit on Facebook. I don't know if that was just my Facebook, but like sharing images of like black people lynched and being attacked by dogs and all this shit. Being like, they they died so you could vote. I'm just like, excuse Fuck out of here, man. I was like, first of all, let it be known all day, every single day, I don't have to do shit. 
but stay, stay black, black and die. Bomb. That's it. Everything, keys to life. Everything else is extra that y'all are yeah, getting from me. Life. And you should be, every time you see me, you should say motherfucking thank you. <laughs> that's I, a fact. That's a fact. Huh? That's a fact. Because everything else is extra. Yeah. I'm putting in work. I don't know what you be doing. I mean, seriously, it's a full-time job being black. It's, it's a full-time you job. Like, I mean? It brings me back to that Toni Morrison quote. It's just like the thing about racism is that it takes up so much of your time. time yeah and that's what black and brown people have to deal with all the time just like deflecting bullshit like deflecting side conversations that derail what we want and what we need in society because white people y'all don't experience racism you know you experience like stringy hair and dandruff we don't experience it <laughs> i'm sorry Yulon, oh, Yulon. <laughs> Yo, we ain't editing that shit out. We keeping that. Matter of fact, I want Sean to rewind this part and just do that spin back shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know what I'm saying though, like because because we we gotta get buck right now because guess what, y'all lied to niggas. How you gonna lie to niggas? We've been so nice. So good. We've been so good. Such a good boy. Like, niggas been so good. How are you going to lie in our motherfucking faces? Nah, it's time. It's 88% of us voted for the white woman that you said would be okay. And what'd she do? Not fucking win. Why are you going to waste my time? She's such a loser. Such a goddamn She's loser. She's such a loser. She she makes white women look so bad. Like, like, it's the like fact that time. Hillary has ran so many times. Hillary has killed hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> to be here and y'all still won't let the girl through yo that's a white man for your ass like no bitch right like <laughs> even after all of that actually no. you're not good enough damn no. yo y'all are bugging so it's like if she's not cool with y'all i don't expect to be cool with y'all no because no. you've shown your asses yeah i mean it at this point, if there's more than five white people in the room, I'm expecting two of them to be Trump supporters. Easy. At least. And that's your, your that's favorite what statistics show. Your, your favorite curator, your favorite artist is a Trump supporter. The, ma- the numbers don't lie. Ain't enough rednecks in the world to be... to be. There ain't 50 million rednecks that all voted for, for fucking Trump, all right? Yo, so the, the, next, the next time you're at your little art gala... Remember, as you're sipping that free champagne and you're one of the 10 POC invited <laughs> in a room full of over 100 white oh people, God. remember that three quarters of them voted against you. Exactly. Remember that as you sipping that free champagne and yeah. hoping someone buys your painting. Yeah. And it ain't even champagne. It's probably Prosecco. It's, it's Prosecco. What, was, was it made in champagne? I think <laughs> not. That sparkling wine, bitch, you got got again. Bomb. <laughs> You heard? You Shout out to Kodak for coming out of jail. I know you was in jail for saying that we. He's still in for... jail, nigga. Oh, he's still he just in. Came out. Nah, he ain't come out yet. What are you talking about? It's a rumor. Is Kodak still locked up? I feel Him like. Max B about to come out. They ain't come out yet. I'm Kodak recorded from jail saying, "Get out the vote for Hillary Clinton." Did he really do that? Yeah, he did. Oh. My. So once again, y'all can't be blaming black people for this shit because the irony. Of a black man in jail, <laughs> championing Hillary Clinton, oh my is God. not lost on me. Jesus fucking Christ! By digress, I wish I you all the best, I Kodak. We waiting for you. 
Yo, Max B finna come out. Shout out to Max B. Shout out to Max B. We wavy. Shout out to 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 the niggas who ain't never gonna come out. Shout yo. Shout out to all. Shout out to everyone from the Black Panther Party yes. who will never come out. Who will shout die out, in Shout jail. out to Mumia Abu Jamal. Shout out to Mumia. Who's still doing time? Mumia, we love you. Love you dearly. Without you, we would not even be here. You heard? Thank you for everything. You who was the Black Panther woman who who said BLM is trash? Elaine Brown. Elaine Brown. Shout out to Elaine Brown. Shout out to Elaine Brown. She didn't say the like uh, BLM was trash. She just said I don't know what they do. Which means they're trash. Which I mean, hey, listen. When the elders speak, you gotta at least listen. You don't have to agree with it, but you gotta listen. But you also have to understand that BPP, the Black Panther Party. I mean. I don't necessarily want to say they were more radical because the term radical, of course, when you associate that with the Black Panther Party, comes to the fact that uh, they were parading around with guns. Right, right. I was when I say radical, I mean they were radical in their approach. Yeah. Of blackness. Yeah. Of what community <clears throat> community organizing means the free lunch program. That is now yeah, they fed which that is not like a fact in schools across America that came from the Black Panthers and don't y'all fucking forget that. Even though they're pumping y'all up with fucking soybeans, <laughs> GMOs, like uh Watermelons like, with no seeds. Watermelons with no seeds. Y'all accept that? When I first came to America I became vegetarian because I could not handle the meat here. I ate food for the for the first week at high school. And I was throwing up and shitting at the same goddamn time. Y'all fucked me up. I can't even eat bird. How how y'all gonna do me like that? When you can't eat that fried bird, that's can't even eat that bird, man. Can't even eat that bird. Shout out to uh, I I keep forgetting her name. Who? The prophet. Shout out to Baba Venga. Baba Venga. So for those of you who don't know who Baba Venga is, she's uh, quoted as being the Bulgarian mystic. She was born in the Ottoman Empire around the early 1920s. She died back in 96. She's known for having her uh, predictions or uh, prophecies, I should say, mm-hmm. having a 85% accuracy rate. Mm. So if we're going to follow the American mode of uh, education, that's like A right there. She got A. Basically, she's, she's, she's legitimate. She's accurate enough to where what she says has to be taken seriously. She predicted uh, 9-11. She predicted, she, she, predicted, <clears throat> she predicted 9-11. She predicted... Um, Obama. Obama. She, wait, wait, wait. She predicted 9-11. She predicted uh, the 2004 tsunami. She predicted that the 44th president of the United States would be black. And this is like during World War Two, <laughs> where that's naive. I like and I want you all to like sit on that moment. She predicted this like in the World War Two era where the idea of a black person even being able to reach these things within America is unheard of. Like no one like we like, that was not a thing, but she predicted that. Um, what's, her, what's her latest? She predicted the Syrian refugee crisis. Yes. And she the... predicted Brexit. 
She, she said, did? "Yeah, oh, one of her one of her things like in 2016, Europe will cease to exist as we see it today." Mm. That's mm. Brexit, man. And then her latest one is this is uh, th- this president is the last one. Yeah, she predicted that the 44th president would not only be black, but be the last president of the United States. Yeah, yeah. But I feel that being the shady bitch that she is. Did not tell us why or how. Yeah. She said, wait, there was one quote. She said that the the country will be an intense divide like it was during the Civil War. Which kind of sounds like now we're pretty much 50-50. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like... The fact that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by 200,000 votes. And that's like me being generous. That's a that's a town. That's yeah, a, I think it's like one hundred seventy thousand. That's a small town in the suburbs. That's like three high schools in Brooklyn. Right. Basically, it's like three high schools in Brooklyn. Like two hundred two hundred thousand. split literally down the middle, and I mean I felt that before I even seen her prophecy on Twitter. My homeboy Bentley had tagged me in it because earlier that day I was like, "Yo, this is the last president we gonna have." And then he tagged me later on in that, and what's your name again? Baba Venga. Baba Venga's prophecy. And I totally, like, I vibe with that. I just really think that America has reached its zenith in terms of whatever mythology America is supposed to live out, it's finished. You know it's, why? It's done. All empires must fall. fall. All of them. And this one. It's, just, it's as simple as that. America like, was a cocaine we, empire. You know, like we did, we did the experiment. Exactly. We like we experimented the most. Like y'all took niggas from all over the world and <laughs> threw them here to further this notion of capital, and it still ain't work. Cause you never thought about this shit. Cause a lot of y'all are short term thinking motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, European. I mean, European minds to me. Well, at least the capitalistic ones, at least they're very short term. It's almost, even if it's in their their uh, their worst interests, they'll do something if it's a short term benefit, which is just asinine to me. But I I really think America has gotten to the point where it has to gorge on itself. It's eating itself from the inside out. It's finished. Yeah, it's absolutely there, finished. There is no doubt that right now we are in the stage and have been. Of Kali Yuga. Which stage now? We're in Kali Yuga right now. So for those, shout out to my Hindu followers, right? <laughs> all the 20 of you. All 20, all 20 of you all that Queens. like, right, that like, y'all, y'all, shout out to all the Trini and Guyanese. <laughs> yo, we love y'all, Caribbean massive, much Boom. respect. You heard? But yo, we're in, we're in Kali Yuga right now, which is, you know, that's the last Yuga. The last leg. That's the last leg. So the Kali Yuga is represented as so like with with each Yuga, the cow, the sacred cow, loses a leg, and right now the cow is on one leg, last leg, and that shit about to be chopped off. It's about to be chopped. This this, it's it's like watching uh, something a, a giant object in quicksand, and it's like struggling to 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 get above ground. America you can't is, do anything about it. It's just it's it's a wrap, and it's. And that's a beautiful thing if you're a nigga right now. This shit needs to be destroyed. And so this brings me back to, um, I remember I listened to this podcast and I listened to it a lot. Like, I revisited this episode a lot with RuPaul and Mark Maron on his uh, podcast. 
And, uh, you know, RuPaul, they bring up this really good statement where it's like, you could choose to be a part of the Matrix or you could choose to not be. But if you're not a part of the Matrix, you don't get to complain about the Matrix. Right. That's a good point. That's a great point. And that, and RuPaul that's said some, that? RuPaul said God, that. God damn. He's like, yo, if you're, he's like, yo, I'm not part of the Matrix. <laughs> you know, they were like, I know that. I've been, you know, like RuPaul, which is very true. They've been doing and pushing subversive media when it wasn't cool, and to be a cross-dresser, and to be referred to in female pronouns at that time in society, that shit is transgressive. Yeah. And that shit is so important. And a black nigga doing it from Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, is he really? From Louisiana. It's always the, the, the niggas down it's south. It's always the country niggas. The, the moon crickets coming through. I hear that, Rue. Because you know what society looks like. Because it's apparent. So there's no need to hide and like shuck and jive and be on this middle ground bullshit because you've experienced this shit. Oh, there's no more middle ground. First hand. No more. Like, whenever I I hear black people who are like, I've never experienced racism, I'm so confused. It's like, I've experienced subtle racism and very overt racism. Yeah. And I think maybe being an immigrant. Like has a huge thing to do with that. Yeah, maybe hyper aware. No, like it's yeah, very much hyper aware, and like also like knowing that, hey, this shit is not built for me. And people that look like me, mm-hmm. and people who are me, so it's like okay, Trump is president now. What are we, what are we gonna do? I everyone should take the time and the space to heal, and then collect themselves with a clear conscience. Mm-hmm. You need to approach this shit with a clear conscience. Because I know, for a lot of y'all, this is the first time the veil is being pulled back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the exactly. first time. Yeah. This exactly. is the first time. It's like, this is why souls. like there's so much shock. And like, I'm like... I'm like, what's the shock? I'm shocked that there's shock. I'm, I'm shocked. Right. Yeah. I'm shocked at the shock because the, the veil was pulled a long time ago. I've been seeing people saying like, oh, we've been going through this for at least two decades. I'm like, two decades? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? It's like, yo, I... No. This... 13 years old, like, I was looking up about how, like, savage the transatlantic slave trade was. Jesus. My favorite, my favorite That's fact... That's what I was doing. ...from the slave trade is the fact that it changed the patterns of sharks... Because there were so many. Because there were so many bodies, <laughs> sharks changed their migratory patterns. Oh my god! You, like, shout out to Drek- Drexia. Shout out to Drexia. For, shout out to Drexia. And also, shout out to Drexia. Most importantly, shout out to underground resistance. Shout out to people yeah. like Derek May, Robert Hood. Yeah. Shout out to all of the black future forward thinking people yes. whose parents were working in factories within Detroit. To know and be and like, Chicago. yo, this is the sound of the future. Sound of Freedom was house music. The sound of freedom was house music with the sound of like me- mechanization and industrial and industrialization like directly affecting mm-hmm. black folk within manufacturing. Mm-hmm. It's techno. techno. It's all machine. Techno. There is no human touch that you can detect. And that's what techno was. And black people saw that. So I need y'all motherfuckers in Berlin to stop co-opting this shit. 
That's a fact. Techno is a, techno is black. Techno is the blackest shit you can ever get, and don't you ever for, <laughs> fucking forget gospel. that. This is techno is as gospel. black as gospel, as black as house music. I need y'all to stop whitewashing this motherfucking history. Shout out to DJ Stingray. Shout out to everyone from Underground Resistance. Yeah. Shout out to everyone who put that footwork in for this yeah. shit. Because guess what? This was niggas positing themselves in the, the future. future. Yeah, Drexia created their own mythology, and they created a soundtrack to their story. And I think that's 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 a good template for what niggas need to do now. Like, can you can if 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 I ask you right now to write your story, and what does victory look like for you? You probably couldn't come up with shit other than some kind of material reality with like a car or a house or some dumbass shit like that. You need to create a real. Real, real, real mythology that includes the victory of not only yourself but your own people. We got to get out of this like, like real solitary ideas of the future. It's stupid. Wait, do we have a question in the audience? We have a question in the audience. We have a question in the audience. Mega. Yo. What does your black future look like? Oh my god. (laughs) My black future. Well, I have to, okay, so there's this um, academic, he used to go by the name of Booker T. Coleman, he goes by uh, Kaba Kameni now, Um, I forget where he got his degrees from or whatever, but he's one of these OGs in black history, um, both cosmically, historically, socially, culturally, he's just like one of these like renaissance men. So he gave this lecture about the Moors, and he was talking about North African tribes like Mali and the Dogon, and then he brought up Sirius Star B, and he said the sun that orbits Sirius Star B is 500 million times greater than the sun that we live under now. And he said Sirius Star B is where black people come from. And then he said, there's 270,000-something planets orbiting this particular sun system that we come from. And that, you know, theoretically, we can travel from planet to planet like borough to borough in New York. And I was like, God damn, when you scale niggerdom to a sun that's 500 million. And I might be wrong. I think it's 500 billion times, but I'm just going to go with million. 500 million times bigger than the sun that we have now. And niggas is already dope here. I just scale basically our greatness to to that. Shout out to the forty six point nine percent of everyone who. Let me tell you, I laugh. I laugh because I love y'all. Yeah. Shout out to the forty six point nine percent who decided not to vote because you know what? Abstaining from an unjust system is very just. That is a vote in and of itself. That's a vote in of itself. The fuck you mean? And also, so you know. Vote for who? Whom am I voting for? The lesser of two evils. I don't do that. Mm-mm. I know that I deserve better. I know that I want more. And complacency is not something I want. Yes, black people, it's okay to want more than what white people are giving you. Don't feel ashamed. But also, for that. look at the richest white people, like in the world, and then look and see if you want to be like them, <laughs> like sincerely. Because I know I don't. I definitely don't. 
You, I definitely you see don't. how like ooh, sad, Depressed. badly dressed, like like liver pores, all of them something the, the uh, tragic, uh, like they like ah oh, y'all no. know how evil. You I think have there's to nothing worse than being, being a rich white person. That's probably like on the bottom of the totem pole when you really break it down. Black people, all right. We did the mannequin challenge on election day. We said, nah, we straight. It's okay. Don't don't let nobody shame you on social media because you didn't vote. Fuck it. I spreaded that don't vote meme like my life depended on it. We deserve better. We want more for each other. Imagine something greater than fucking Billary Blinton and Donald Trump. Are you kidding me? Come on. We can do better than that. We've done better than that. I think in a post-Trump world, we're going to see a lot of this, a lot of the, the, the last coons, the last Toms is going to come out in this era. No, for real, though, I was saying I really this. Do. I was saying, you know, it's like, this is literally, y'all have a window period to say that Black Lives Matter. And even then... You might still be too it late. Wasn't, it wasn't good enough. You still might be too late. Because someone declaring black lives matter, that's the laziest shit. That's like saying, you know, we need a certain percent of oxygen to breathe. <laughs> <coughs> I say that to mean it's facts. It's facts, B. Of course black lives matter. I don't fuck, even... Fuck you mean. What is that? <laughs> fuck you mean. And for you to be like, oh, all lives matter. I mean, that, this shouldn't even be a conversation this early in the podcast. It's too late. Because we, <laughs> we ain't talking to you We ain't people. talking to you niggas no We're more. We're not talking to you people. Yeah, this podcast officially you know is not for that Because y'all whack. You're corny. You probably have dry skin. You probably have a bad sex life. You're probably mm. not even happy with, with yourself. Mm. You can't even get hard. <laughs> <laughs> If you say if you, if you say all yeah. lives matter, your dick can't get hard, Yo. and I know that for a you fact. You're more than likely impotent if you're saying all lives matter. If you're matter. saying all lives matter, your dick can't get hard. Oh, some, shit. You need some type of relief. Or, like, for real, though, like, this is post-Trump. This is a time for community organizing. It's just like, what can you do in the position of power that you hold to make sure people like yourselves are okay. And I mean that by saying people of color, as per usual, especially black women, shout out. Love y'all. Love us. Peace. Have to bear the brunt of pushing everything forward. So when I'm sitting inside, yo, we do not we do not know what Trump has to give to the world. So for going off of what his like peoples were given this entire election, yo, know, if you are a cisgendered woman or you were assigned female at birth, you need to hop on a motherfucking IUD. If you're mm. sexually active with cisgender males, mm. you need to hop on an IUD because guess what? Abortion rights might be took the fuck out. You need mm. to be thinking about things like that. That's real. Yeah, for my trans women out there, yeah, need to be stockpiling hormones so y'all can continue 
to get what you need to survive and pass and make life easier in this world. For all my trans men, I'm going to be stockpiling testosterone so mm. y'all can have what you need to survive easier in this world. It's just as simple as we don't know what's gonna happen. So we need to plan for the worst so we can plan our best future. Well said. Well said. Peace and love to the to the to the fam. We out here. We look forward to poly. Oh, and if you're corny, you're gonna get chopped. Like just so you know, like niggas don't have patience for the next four years. Nah. Four like, years. I, nah. You I'm, gotta I'm, be out of here. I'm I'm, a, I'm going to let everybody know patience is not a thing that's going to happen anymore. So you need to come correct. Because or get chopped. You you will get chopped immediately. 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 We're already talking about chopping a, a space in New York right now. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Stay tuned. If you're not coming correct, you're about to get chopped. chopped. And pretty soon, when you go into a room and you turn around to all white people on drugs, you got to ask yourself... Was techno worth it? <laughs> Yo. Because guess what? <laughs> Them niggas who was trying to buy Molly from you mm. at a techno rave mm. was voting against you. Mm. Let that be known mm. as well. Let that seasoning sit in for a little let, bit. Let that be known. Leave and that, I leave that in you, the fridge overnight. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? For... Four years, y'all. <clears throat> we can either mobilize or fuck each other the fuck up. All I'm saying is uh, buy pepper spray. And a lot of mayonnaise to ward off the zombies. Right, yeah. But buy pepper spray and like mayonnaise and uh, what else? Um, Garlic. Garlic, Arte- yeah, Artisanal yeah. chopped cheeses. No, that's so expensive. That's not economically like uh, fair advice. No. So I say this, buy some pepper spray, hmm. buy, some spe- buy some pepper spray for real. That's all I got is pepper spray. Buy some pepper spray. You can Ch- get it. You can get a take taser. Take self defense classes. Yeah, take it self defense. Get some class. tasers. It's like yo, y'all need to be cunty and buck. That's what needs to happen. Get up and blink and uh, Planet Fitness ten. Right, hop on like. Go half with your friend on like a For gym real. pass so y'all can like do the buddy pass Hell shit. Oh yeah, 100. You know, if you do like that, like y'all are playing like $5 a month. Everyone needs to get fit and ready. For a worst case scenario. Don't eat the lettuce. Don't eat the cabbage or the lettuce. Don't feed, don't eat the, don't eat fake cabbage and save as much money as you can. Learn financial literacy. Please. That's actually the most important thing you can do right now is to be able to save and learn how economics and financial literacy works. Whenever something happens, please check the stocks first. That determines everything. The market will tell you what the future is. And, and, and Always. And the immediate future is dictated by the market, so you just need to check that out. So if you're seeing all these images of private prison stocks going up, that should tell you what the mandate is for those prisons in order to be, you know, uh, generating a certain amount of revenue. Because what capitalism runs uh, everything here. <laughs> <laughs>
Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to I Catholics. I thought we were going to end on a serious note. And then Megan has a nerve to fucking fart right now. Yo, why you put me on blast? I'm actually tired of hearing. Oh, don't put me on blast like that.